0: Amen. Um, welcome, Shine Church. We are so glad that you are with us. And um, this is a very special weekend. We were actually praying before the service for this weekend. And uh, it, it's it's funny because um, about five weeks ago, we, we did Easter service. And I remember as we were praying, it just had a weird feeling because on Easter, normally we're gathered together and, and celebrating together. Um, this is another one of those weekends, and that's Mother's Day. And I just want to say this, um, because it's Mother's Day, That's what makes it a special weekend. It would be great to be worshiping together and and all as one family. But here's what I want you to know. Um, This is a very special weekend. And moms, we want to say to you, happy Mother's Day. We are glad that you are part of this family. And uh, we were talking about this weekend's message as a teaching team. And we all came together and said, you know what? We need to do an encouraging word for mothers. And so, excuse me, that's what we're going to do. Uh, For this weekend. Uh, Before I do that, I do want to say thank you to the formation team wives. Uh, They were out in the cold this morning from 11 to 1. They were giving gifts to all of the moms that drove by that had a chance to drive by. If you're a mom and you would like to receive a gift, we still have one for you as well. And so our offices will be open on Tuesday. And so please stop by. We have a little gift for you. Uh, Just a little thing to say, hey, we appreciate who you are and all of the things and all the hard work that you do. And so we hope that you will stop by and pick up that gift on Tuesday this week. Uh, we actually will have the office open on Thursday as well. Uh, but uh, we we want to make sure that you get that into your hands. So stop by on Tuesday or Thursday and we'll get you that gift. Hey, as I said, we're gonna focus on moms uh, this weekend. And so here's what we were doing. As a teaching team, we, we always gather together and we pray. And we ask God to give us insight and wisdom on what we should bring up uh, to deliver as a message. And so uh, this week we were praying and all five of us um, totally agreed that, hey, this is a message in the direction we should go for this weekend. And while we were praying, I felt like the Holy Spirit whispered to me, post something on Facebook. And so many of you probably know this, but I posted a Facebook question and here was the question. Moms, if they're Was one message you wanted to hear during this time that we're, during this season that we're in, what would it be on? And so I got all kinds of great responses. I encourage you to go on. Um, But here's what I felt like. I felt like as I was preparing for this message that I needed to use your responses um, to give the message. Because here's, here's one thing that I definitely know. I am not a mom. Um, And therefore for me to get in front of you and actually give a message uh, of encouragement towards moms I actually feel very inadequate Um, But in getting the responses and actually talking to my wife I felt like wow God actually put a really cool message together for you And so again the question was moms if there was one message you wanted to hear during this time What would it be on? The very first answer I love this. The very first answer that came to the post, and it was within seconds of me actually posting that, comes from somebody in our church that I know she absolutely adores and loves her children. But here's what she wrote. I would like you to teach a message on what God says about murder. (laughs) <laughs> I love that. Of course, she immediately posted a second post that said, actually, no. And she, I use her post a little bit later in another section here, but she goes into the things that she would really like to hear. But uh, here's what here's what um, it really brought out and, and brought to my attention. Um, and hearing your your posts or seeing your posts reading them and then also just knowing my wife and how she raised our two kids and what a wonderful mother she was in the middle of that but the struggles that she had as a mom here's what i uh, want to propose to you mothers guilt is real mothers guilt is real and before I get into the posts that uh, were written on Facebook, um, there are some memes that we found that I wanted to share with you. The first one uh, I think is pretty funny. It's mom with her daughter says, "Am I a good mother, Susan?" And the girl, without looking up, it says, "My name's Amy." <laughs> How about this one? Uh, mom's on the phone. I childproofed my house, but they still get in. And then the third one is this one. Uh, lady, a mom at the doctor and she goes, I'm irrit- irritable, exhausted, I'm stressed out. The doctor just looks at her, puts the hand on the shoulder and says, I won't sugar- sugarcoat it. You have kids. Hey, um, you know, we laugh at those things, um, but here's, here's what I have experienced in watching my wife uh, raise up our two kids. And that is this, um, having those thoughts even creates um, guilt in a mom. And I reading through the Facebook posts, um, I really felt like God wanted me to just talk about this. Mother's guilt is real. Here's some of the posts that came across on Facebook. Would you please teach on not feeling guilty when you take time for yourself in order to fill your family's cup? Here's another one. Would you please teach that being a mom is hard work and we won't mess up our kids if we make mistakes? Here's another one, am I still a good mom if I totally lose it? Here's another one, that you do a great job and that you are good enough and that it's okay not to be okay. I know there's some moms that don't feel like, uh, or feel like that if if they don't feel okay that, that something's wrong, but I would submit it's okay to not feel okay. I love this one, that it's okay to not be super enjoying all of this extra time with your kids. And truth, I don't find myself with any extra time to do all the things I've needed to get done. And I just want to know that I am normal, that it's okay that my closets are still overrun, my house is still a mess, and I haven't had a chance to go hike all the mountains, ride all the bikes, and do all the art projects, that it's okay just to be surviving. Oh, man, I love that response. And the last one I want to read to you is this one. You are essential. That's good terminology in these times right now. You are essential. And all this time spent with your kids is making a huge impact for God's kingdom. Okay, I read through all of those and um, mother's guilt is real. And I could see it in what was written there and I could feel it from my wife from time to time as she was parenting our kids. That feeling of, man, I don't ever feel like I'm doing the right things or I'm really living up or becoming the mother that I... I'm supposed to be and here's here's what I want you to know the enemy would love he would love you to believe that you are not a good mom here's what I experienced with my wife if she spent time with God she felt bad about not spending time with the kids but then when she spent time with the kids she felt bad about not spending time with God We have moms that work full time and you feel bad for not being with your kids. And then you have moms that are uh, stay-at-home moms and they feel bad for not actually working out in the workforce. You have moms who discipline their kids and feel like they do it too much. And then you have moms who uh, maybe don't discipline as much and feel like they should do more. Whatever you do, the enemy comes in and tries to get you to feel guilty about what you're doing. And it really is a no-win situation if you allow him to whisper those thoughts of guilt. Here's what I know. The word of God says this. There is no condemnation and there is no guilt for those who are in the Lord Jesus in Christ. Thank you, babe. <laughs> who are in Christ Jesus. And man, I want you to receive that. And I hope that's an encouraging word. You're not alone. Having these thoughts, um, Having like, like the comment that said, um, the the thought that I'm not enjoying all this time with my kid. Oh man, do I I have such such a great heart for you right now because not only are you mom now but you are are also teacher you have also become the principal of the school uh, you have had so many hats put upon you and here then um, we get up in front of you and say oh now that you have all this extra time and I bet some of you moms are, are like what are you talking about I don't have any extra time I'm not really fully enjoying this time right now. Hey, you know what? That's, that's okay to have those thoughts. Don't let the enemy come in and tell you that you're not a good mom because you have those kind of thoughts. Mother's guilt is real. Here's what I know. Guilt paralyzes. Guilt will paralyze, and it can zap the energy that you need to keep going. And so here's what I want to encourage you to do. If you are feeling guilty, if you have those thoughts that um, whisper, you're not a good mom, here's what I want you to do. I don't want you to let those thoughts run around in your head. The word of God tells us to take our thoughts captive and make them obedient, subject to Christ. And so here's what I want you to do. I want you to sit down. I want you to write down those thoughts. Maybe you put the kids to bed and just take 15 minutes to write some thoughts down that you've been struggling with. But then, here's what I want you to do. I want you to ask God what He wants you to be thinking. And I want you to listen. Because I believe that God will come and it'll, it'll sound an awful lot like you as I oftentimes say, um, God doesn't speak th- that often in that very real audible voice. But once you ask that question, pay attention to your next thought. Because I believe that that's what the Holy Spirit would lead you and want to instruct you into thinking. And then what I want you to do is be obedient to what you hear him say. And I believe that if you will do that, then that will come against the enemy that wants to try to make you feel bad and try to use your insecurities or, or the areas where you feel like you're not living up and you'll actually get what God is saying about you and you'll be able to combat that attack. Something very interesting happened in the midst of the thread on Facebook that I found was uh, incredibly encouraging and actually what kind of led me to teach this message in this way. And that was this. Somebody actually posted this. I feel fed by this thread. I feel fed by this thread. So she was reading through what other mothers were posting and she felt encouraged. I'm assuming she felt encouraged because she didn't feel alone because she read through some of those things and went, oh wow, I'm not the only one that is struggling with some of this stuff. And the last thing I wanna talk about with the the mother's guilt being real is this, if that's true that we can encourage one another in just a simple thread, How much more can we encourage one another when we actually seek out friends that we can share these things with, that we can be real and open and honest? And I want to just encourage you, um, do whatever you can to get one or two or three other ladies that you can actually confess these thoughts and what you're thinking so that you can get it out. Because I believe with all of my heart, when you get Get those thoughts that are in the dark and you get them out into the light, that's when the Holy Spirit can come in and intervene in supernatural ways. Okay, so mother's guilt is real. The second thing that I noticed as I was reading through all these comments was this You were created for such a time as this. You were created for such a time as this. Now, there's another meme that I want you to see that I thought was really good. Uh, Janet Sesmat actually showed me this one. And here, here it is. It says, today in an auditorium full of parents, my son scanned the room looking for me. When he, saw, when he saw me, his face lit up the room. He wasn't looking for the perfect parent. He was looking for his mom. Don't ever forget the power of simply being their mom. And man, I couldn't agree more. Sometimes we overcomplicate it. Sometimes we let that mother's guilt get into our head, and we think we have to be more um, than than we are. Uh, but here's what I would just tell you. You were created for such a time as this. Here's some of the submissions to the question again. Um, what would you want to be taught in the middle of this? And Someone said that God created you for such a time as this. And just like Esther, he has set you in place and he has a purpose for you in this time. He has everything you want or need or desire right now. He just wants you to be with him, to look to him, cry out to him, take the time to rest in his arms and hear his heart for you. Another person wrote that God created you with all the gifts and tools you need to be a mom to your children, even on the days that you begin to understand why animals eat their children. (laughs) I loved that one. Another comment, that our confidence as moms comes from God alone. Yes, we mess up. Yes, our kids don't say often enough that they love us too, but God sees us. He knows our hearts and we are doing our very best. And listen to this part appreciation, love, peace, and confidence come from the Father. Another one of you put, God knew what each of your children needed. Another one wrote this, that you are enough, he sees what you're going through, and he'll take it from there. Someone else wrote, that God gave you the exact right children for you. He perfectly paired you with your kids. Someone else wrote, you be you. God gave your kids to you, and he will equip you for your family. And we do our best every day as unto him, and his grace makes up the difference. thought that one was so good. His grace does make up the difference. Another one, very similar. God made you, you. There will never be another you. Be exactly who God made you to be. Embrace the gifts he gave you and let go of the gifts he did not. Um, Boy, I I really felt like, um, you know, there's a lot of times in this world that we live in comparison. Don't compare yourself to any other mother. Be you and be how God created you to be. I love that comment. And then the last one in the section, says this, God gave you the gift of your unique and wonderful children to be the mother of. He gave you everything you need with his constant love and care to be their mother. Enjoy the ride, even though it may not look like what you think it should. You're not perfect, they are not perfect, but he is. And man, I love that comment. And so here's, um, here's a couple points on this. Um, you were made for such a time as this. I want you to understand that God gave you the kids that he designed just for you knowing that you would have to go to him to get what you need to raise them. Now, here's, here's the beautiful thing about this. He gave you the kid or kids that you are dealing with that can be a struggle, that can be a frustration, they can be such a joy and such uh, elation. Uh, the, the mix of emotions that you can have just in the relationship that you have with your children with your with your child. Um, here's, here's what I know, though. Um, that child was given to you because God knew that that kid would actually help shape who you are. And that God is going to use that child to actually help you grow and mature as a parent, and not only as a parent, but as a follower of Christ. I can't tell you how many times my wife would be challenged with our kids and And let the Holy Spirit come in and actually challenge her to be drawn closer to God, to be drawn closer to Him because of what she was learning about herself as it was exposed through her kids. Now I'm going to say something that you might might not like, but I want you to get the heart of this. Your kid, many times, becomes an incredible mirror of what you may be struggling with. Your kid and the struggles that you have with him or her may be exposing the things that God is trying to knock off of you and shape in you. And so if we understand that and we understand that we were created for a time such as this and that we are the right parent for this child and this child is the right child for us, then we will open our hearts to allow God to use that child to actually help us to grow into being come or be, becoming more like him and i hope you realize that that should be incredibly encouraging to you god uses those kids to shape us now here's the other side of that god um, gave you and your imperfections so that your kids will have to go to him oh so get this please get this So many of us think that we have to be the perfect parent. But the truth is, if we were the perfect parent, our kids wouldn't need God. And so what I wanna encourage you with is, is this. If you're messing up your kid, that's good because it means he needs to go to God. I hope that's encouraging. I hope you're laughing right now a little bit because that takes off the weight of having to feel like you have to be the perfect mother for your child. God is gonna use your imperfections to actually draw your children to him. Especially if you will help in that process. One of the things I'm most proud about my wife and how she raised our kids is that when she realized that an imperfection came out in her parenting, she was very quick to go to both our kids and apologize and say, hey, listen, just so you know, I've never parented a four-year-old. I've never been a mom of a 10-year-old. Hey, I've never parented a teenager. Just recently, I've never parented a young man who's 23 years old and becoming his own person. And and, um, what that looks like, I've never parented in a situation like that. And what that modeled to our kids was first off, oh wow, my parent isn't perfect. And my mom hears from God and then comes and confesses those things to us. And what it has done is it has helped our children to actually learn that they're not perfect, we're not expecting them to be perfect, and that they need to go to God when they see the frustrations that they have. And my wife was so incredibly good at actually telling them, hey, in the same way that I went to God to, to know to come and apologize, you need to go to God too because in order for you to be able to, to interact with me as your mom, God will give you insight and instruction. And so I want you to understand that it's a perfect pairing, pairing, pairing and you were created for such a time as this. And the final thought in this point is this. God will give you words, especially you, mom, will give you words that will empower your kids towards their created purpose. He will give you words, whether they're a month old or whether they're uh, in their 30s, he will give you special words that you can speak into the life of your child that will empower them to do the things that, Um, God created them to be. And let me illustrate this by reading you the story in John chapter 2. Verses 1 through 5. On the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. So get the picture. Here's this wedding, and Jesus' mom is there. Jesus and the disciples are there, so we know that he's at least 30 years old. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, they have no more wine. So get the picture. They're all mingling, they're having fun. It's the reception. They're having a good time, and all of a sudden they run out of wine. And Jesus' mother goes to Jesus and says, "Hey, uh, they don't have any more wine." And here was Jesus' response: "Woman, why do you involve me? This isn't my wedding. Why are why are you involving me? Can you, you kind of hear the like the tension, the the mother son tension that that goes on in in relationships? And here is a thirty year old man speaking to his mother this way." And I love what happens right after that. He says, woman, why do you involve me? My hour has not yet come. And his mother looked away from him, looked to the servants, and said, do whatever he tells you to do. Just even in that small little interaction with Mary and Jesus, who is 30 years old, her words had great power, and let me prove this to you. Jesus himself said, why are you bothering me with this? My time has yet to come Mary looks away, tells the servants to do whatever he tells you, and Jesus goes ahead and tells them what to do, and it's his first recorded miracle in the book of John. It changed the course of when Jesus was going to start his ministry. And I want you to get this. Mom, you have the power to change and to set in motion and to empower the things that God has created and purposed and planned in your kids' lives. And so go to the Holy Spirit and be bold about speaking those things out. Here's something that I thought about. You know, obviously you have Mary speaking these things. There was something in Mary that she was confident in the fact that she was Jesus' mom, that she was like, you know what, he's, he's coming against me, and I don't care, I'm going to ahead. go ahead and do what I think the holy spirit is leading me to tell him to do and, and and he did it he went ahead and did it and so moms man be confident in this god gives you words to speak over your kids and into your kids lives be confident in that don't let the enemy come and hinder that confidence you were created for such a time as this and the third point that i want to bring up uh, that i got out of all the interaction was this relationship with jesus makes all the difference Relationship with Jesus makes all the difference. And here were some of the comments. Again, the question was, if in this time you could hear any one message, what would it be? Someone wrote, how to live in constant presence with God while there's a storm around you. By the way, this is the same person that said, what does God think about murder? What What a great heart. How do I live in God's constant presence in the middle of the storm and all the chaos that's going on? How about this one? We are the fuel to our kids' fire. They feed off whatever our attitude or joy is. I would love moms to know that while we may feel like the captain of the ship, it's up to us to show our kids that our help comes from the Lord. He drives our ship, not us. Oh, get that, moms. God drives the ship, not you. And Then how about this one? That as a mom, you are a steward of God's kids. They belong to him and he's got them. Take care of your relationship with the Lord first and your kids will benefit by seeing you put God first. Someone else said, be present in the moment when there's so much to worry about. Somebody liked that one and then added, not only be present, but be thankful. Be thankful for what is going on. Even, even when it's driving you nuts, when, even when it's frustrating you, be thankful. Even when you find yourself going, man, I don't know if this will ever change. Here's one thing this whole coronavirus thing has shown to me, that everything can change in a short period of time. And I believe that in a good sense with your kids. Man, you might think there's no hope, but I'm telling you, things can train, change drastically when they see you going after God. Somebody else posted, we are never alone because we have Jesus. Trust him with everything you've got. Someone else, leaning into grace for hard seasons. Lean into God's grace. And then someone actually posted this scripture in Philippians. Philippians 4, 8, and 9. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure... Whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice and the God of peace will be you." And so mom, I want to encourage you, turn to God. Turn to God. Go before him. The more frustrated you feel, the more effort I want you to put forth to going to God. Now here's the, here's the tension that I realize, especially again, as I mentioned, you have now become, you are mom, you are teacher, you are principal, you have all these different hats. And so it may seem like it's super hard to turn to God right now, especially for those that have little ones that it just seems like there's just never any time where you can actually go from God. I want to let you know that um, if you will focus on God, and put him top of mind even in the middle of the chaos. We all try to go to things that are escapes, temporary escapes. They're all false es- escapes. They might relieve the tension for a moment, but they won't give you that everlasting hope that God truly wants you to have. Only Jesus can give that to you. And he knows exactly where you're at. And so here's what I would submit to you. When You turn to him, understand that I'm not talking about taking an hour quiet time in the morning because I realize that that's just impossible for some of you. But what I am saying is find every opportunity that you can to actually lift up a quick prayer to the Lord. Whether it's in the shower and you get those few minutes, man, go, go to the Lord and say, Lord, help me. Speak to me. What are the thoughts that I'm having that you want me to replace so that I can be the mother that you want me to be. Um, How about this one? When you go to the restroom, I know that sounds funny, but I heard uh, from a lady when I was in South Carolina as a youth pastor, she came in and she was talking about being incredibly busy and just trying to keep God top of mind. And she tells this story that she had to use the restroom. And so she grabbed a muffin and headed towards uh, the restroom. And she goes in there and she starts praying. And the enemy starts to whisper, how can you be praying during this time right now? And she just quickly went, you know what, this muffin is for me, the prayers are for God, and the rest is for you, Satan. I love that story. Man, that was over 20 years ago, and I have never forgotten that story. Because it brings to the point, God will come and commune with you whenever you go to him. Whenever you take a little bit of time, and so, man, find whatever little pr- ways you can pray uh, to, to come. But here's the truth, and I want to show you a meme. I know if you go to the restroom, you start praying. Here's what will happen. You're going for a bathroom break, and they will find you. And you see the little hand coming through the door. Um, I, <laughs> I get it. And so I hope you aren't hearing um, any condemning words saying that um, if you don't have an hour quiet time, then then you can't be a good mother. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is in order for you to be the mother that God created you to be and wants to help you with, man, just keep him top of mind and go to him as often as you can. Uh, maybe, maybe do this. Have worship playing in the background of your house as you're uh, trying to do school or navigating um, just some of the the chores around the house. Uh, try to just have music, worship music playing in the background. It changes the atmosphere of your home. Um, you know, in the middle of this, about a month ago, um, somebody actually um, talked to me about um, they were dealing with their kids and and really struggling. And she got the idea from the Holy Spirit to actually, right in the middle of the day, to actually have communion with her kids. So she sat all the kids down and actually led them in communion. And when they got done, she said, it was amazing the difference that took place. And so something that just took a couple minutes, changed the atmosphere for the whole rest of the day. Um, If you go to God and ask Him for creative ways, I truly believe with all my heart, He will whisper creative things for you that will keep you charged up and keep you uh, restored as a mother. And so I just want to encourage you, um, don't stop turning to God. Keep going after him, even in just the little windows of time that you can. You know, moms, um, being, mom, being a mom is hard. There's a little piece of you that is running around your house or running around this world or... Um, and, and you're always thinking about them and you're always caring for them, and you're always loving them and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, one of the people actually wrote this, we need a you can do it with God's help kind of message. Uh, so I, I don't know how to say this other than you can do this. You can do this, mom. Somebody else wrote this, never give up. And I would encourage you with those words as well, never give up. I know there'll be times where you're tired. I know there's times where you'll be frustrated. I know there'll be times when you're at your wit's end, but I want to encourage you, keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on, because God has given your kids to you and you to your kids because he knew exactly what he was doing. And so don't give up, keep on keeping on. And mom, you can do this. Understanding that mother's guilt is real, that you were created for such a time as this, and that the true successful way is to keep, keep going before him and keep touching base with him because he will help you become the mom that he's created you to be. Now, I'm gonna close with um, a couple other comments that came in that I thought were really good. Um, this one actually goes to um, kids. And if you have a mom or if you have somebody in your life that is a motherly figure, I thought this comment was incredibly well. Um, it said this, giving mom a hug without being asked. You know, we can bless our moms by just giving them a hug and just showing them a little attention um, when they're least expecting it. How about this, buying her favorite candy bar or giving her her favorite snack. Man, just a small gesture like that can make so much difference for a mom. How about this, mentioning a song that you guys used to dance to when you were younger. It doesn't have to be monetary things. Offering to make dinner when moms don't feel good or just coming and Um, squeezing their shoulders. Um, The simple, sincere things are what bless moms the best. And so um, if you're looking for a creative way right now to bless your mother uh, this weekend, I want you to think of just something simple that you could do. Maybe a memory from long, long ago that you remember with fondness that you could just share and just say, hey, I remember when. I bet that will bless your mom's heart in such a way that um, even the best gift in the world wouldn't touch her in the same way. And then somebody posted this, and I would be remiss if I don't talk about this in this message. Mother's Day isn't all happy for some moms, moms like ones who have maybe adopted a kid or they have been adopted, maybe miscarriages, uh, maybe their own issues with their moms or grandmothers. Um, and then she wrote, it's okay to be in whatever process you are with God. Um, and so I just, I, I really want to pray for those individuals right now, as well as our moms. And then what we're gonna do is, uh, Pastor Janelle is actually gonna come back up here and she's gonna sing a song. Um, she's gonna sing that song, Who You Say I Am. And I wanted to, to just to finish this message with you receiving the truth of the words of that song. That man, God, God, God knows exactly who you are. And when we embrace that and we understand that identity, it's amazing the way that the Holy Spirit can move powerfully in our lives as parents. And so let's pray. Heavenly Father, I lift up every woman listening to me right now. And I, I know that um, Mother's Day can be painful for some and it can be a joyous day for others. And so Lord, um, what's amazing about you is you can minister to all of, uh, all of the people all at, at the same time. And so, Lord, I pray right now that you would just come in in a supernatural way and that you would touch the hearts, the lives of those that um, maybe this day isn't so joyful. And God, I pray that you would help them to know that you are with them and that you are right by their side. And Lord, I pray that you would um, comfort them and that you would hold them. And now, Lord, I pray for moms that are struggling with, uh, with little kids. Lord, I pray that you would give them the grace To overcome, that you would give them the wisdom to know what to say and how to discipline and what to speak and what things to give life to. And Lord, I pray that you would give them the resolve to be consistent. God, that they wouldn't. Um, succumb to weariness or tiredness, but they would have that resolve to stay consistent in what you are telling them to do. And Lord, just give them strength and grace right now. Lord, I pray for parents of teenagers. I pray that you would help them um, as they're shifting from um, being Moses, giving the law to actually being Jesus, where where you start to give grace and start to let them make their own decisions and um, and have to deal with those those ramifications. Give them grace as well, Lord. Help them to to, to parent in the way that you would want them to parent right now. And, and Lord, I pray for mothers of, of grown children. Um, and as my wife and I are finding right now, um, it, it doesn't get any easier once they grow up and become their own men and women. And so Lord, I pray for those mothers and I pray that again, you would give them great insight and wisdom. And Lord, speak words of life into those moms and uh, may those moms realize they still have great authority and great power in their child's life. And so Lord, we thank you. We thank you for all of our moms. We thank you for moms because we are here because of moms. And Lord, we bless them and ask that you would watch over them. May they they take in the fullness of the truth of this song. We pray these things in your name. Amen.
1: Press into that this weekend. We encourage you. Press into the truth of your identity. Encourage those around you to do the same. Thank you so much for joining us. Moms, we love you. Mother figures, we would not be the same without you. We wish you the very best Mother's Day.